this is Kara Foster from First Christian Church, Disciples of Christ in Madisonville, Kentucky, and you're listening to our sermons podcast. And if you want to find out more information, you can connect with us at www.madisonvilledisciples.org or come in person at 1030 College Drive, uh, Madisonville, Kentucky. Subscribe and enjoy these podcasts. So over the season of Lent, this 40-day journey towards Easter, I'm doing something new. I'm really excited about it. I've never done this before, but I'm going to preach on all the I am sayings from the Gospel of John. Jesus, uh, in his teachings, uses this phrase, I am the bread of life, I am the truth and the life, I am the door of the sheep, I'm the vine, the resurrection and the life. Today is, I am the light of the world. And I hope as we learn about these, this, these phrases, about the cultural and historical context of them all, that we'll have a new awareness as we journey to Easter about who Jesus is and his mission and ministry in the world. So I invite you to read along with me. It's from John chapter 8 today, beginning in verse 12. Again, Jesus spoke to them, saying, I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will never walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. And then the Pharisees said to him, You're testifying on your own behalf, and your testimony is not valid. And Jesus answered, Even if I testify on my own behalf, my testimony is valid, because I know where I've come from, I know where I'm going, but you do not know where I come from or where I am going. You judge by human standards, I judge no one. Yet even if I do judge, my judgment is valid, for it is not I alone who judge, but I and the Father sent me. In your law, it is written that the testimony of two witnesses is valid. I testify on my own behalf, and the Father who sent me testifies on my behalf. Then they said to him, Where's your father? Jesus answered, You know neither me nor my father. If you knew me, you would know my father also. He spoke these words while teaching in the treasury of the temple, but no one arrested him because his hour had not yet come. First, let's begin by taking notice of the phrase, I am, which probably reminds you of another I am from the Bible in the Hebrew scriptures from Exodus chapter 3. I am, Moses encounters God in a burning bush, and calls Moses to head back to Egypt and take on the Pharaoh and try to free his people, the very people, the guy he ran away from, he wants him to go back. And Moses says, well, when I go, who should I say sent me? And God says, I am who I am. Tell them, I am sent you. Moses heads back to Egypt, risks his life, and goes knowing that the God I am was with him. And here we have Jesus saying in Jerusalem, the holy city, I am the light of the world. Those who follow me will never walk in darkness. In chapter 7, before our passage today, we learn that this is all happening under the context of the Feast of Tabernacles, or Feast of Booths, as it's also called, a Jewish feast that's still celebrated today in the fall. It's a time of remembering the wilderness journey. Moses himself 
told the people that they wanted them to always remember that time, that 40-year journey in the wilderness, to remember what it was, to not have uh, a permanent house, but to pick up your house and move and travel and travel and depend upon manna to survive. Jesus speaks his words during the public remembrance of what it was to be in the wilderness. So the timing is not ironic here. Actually, it's during this remembrance of what it was like to be in the wilderness. Jesus says, I'm the light of the world. Those who follow me will never walk in darkness. When we are lost, when we're in the wilderness, when we wander, what do we need? Light. We need light. Light versus darkness. This is a common theme in scripture. It's not just for Star Wars, y'all. This is central to scripture. Genesis chapter 1. In the beginning, God said, let there be light. And there was light. There are so many images of light and dark in scripture. Too many to name. The Psalms regularly talk about them. Isaiah used the image a lot. The people who walked in darkness have seen a great light. To be in the wilderness was to know what it was to be in the dark. And into this, Jesus says, I am the light of the world. I'll be the one who guides you, the one who will show you the way, the one who illuminates everything. I am the light. Now, I have married someone who loves to camp. I know, we all have our crosses to bear, right? And I, I gave him a slight warning of this, but, um, and I do like to camp, I do. I just like to do it in small doses and with the temperature not being too hot or too cold and with at least an air mattress. And then I like to camp, <laughs> I like to camp, okay. Uh, the thing is about camping, I wanted to mention this to you all because maybe if you're not a camper, then maybe you don't know this. So let me just describe a form of darkness for you that I have personally experienced. When you are in a tent in the middle of the night and you have to get out of the tent, and I am blind, I don't go anywhere without contacts or glasses, so first you start feeling around for that, and then you're trying to get the zipper, and there's two zippers, and you don't know which one it is, and you're trying to quietly do it without waking up the kids that took forever to go to sleep to begin with, and you sort of like stumble your way out, and you're stepping on things, and the rock, and you're trying to keep your screams quiet, and then finally you find the flashlight. The flashlight is a necessity in the dark. We need the light. It's a lifesaver. And as we speak about the importance of light, I'm mindful even this past week of all those in Texas who have been without power and even heat in their homes. A friend of mine uh, who's a pastor, her, her house has been dark all week long without electricity or heat. And she mentioned how scary it was, frankly, as the night grew dark to not have light in her house. Of course, I don't have to tell you all that darkness can come in a lot of different ways. Darkness can be anywhere at any time. Sitting in the hospital lobby and the surgeon comes out in the middle of the surgery and you know before she even says a word to you, standing at the foot of the grave. 
someone you love tells you, I don't love you anymore, you can face the reality of the grip of an addiction that you recognize you can't let go of. The lights can be on and darkness can be anywhere. In a book I'm reading for this series called uh, The God We Know that writes about all these I Am sayings in the Gospel of John, the writer actually told a story about someone in his own church, a leader in his church, someone he went to to talk to and lean on and, and, and challenging times in the ministry. And he said, the thing about this particular guy is that whenever he would go to him with some sort of woe is me church trouble, this man would always listen and, and, and always be kind and compassionate, but eventually he would come around to saying, ain't it going to be wonderful to see how the Lord works through this? And the author says, you know, frankly, sometimes he didn't want to hear that. He just wanted to complain. But this man, it wasn't some sort of Pollyanna idealism. He just truly believed that the light of Jesus would always make a way, somehow, some way. And he mentioned that this man called him one day and said, uh, we'd like for you to come by the house. And he went over and he and his wife shared with them that she had been recently diagnosed with a very advanced cancer. In fact, there was no, no treatment options for her at this point. And she knew the reality of what she was facing. And they talked for a while, and they prayed together, and then he got ready to leave and head back to his car, and the husband walked him out. And as he was getting ready to leave, he gave him a hug and through tears said, it's going to be wonderful to see how the Lord works through this. Flashlights are great because they shine the light. But, you know, the thing about flashlights is you can't point it out ahead where you're heading. They only work if you're pointing them down at your ground. Because if you try to just point the light way out in front of you, what you're going to do is trip and fall over everything in your way at your feet. So what you have to do when you're really in the dark is just shine the light at your feet. Thy word is a light unto my path and a lamp unto my feet. The writer wrote that who knew what it is to know when we need just enough light to help us make our next step. And I think when we dare to trust Christ, as the source of our light and strength in life, I think we may be surprised to find that the light is right there in front of us, one step at a time. We may not yet know the destination, but the light is there. And standing in Jerusalem that day, Jesus tells anyone who listens that to follow him means you will never walk in darkness. And if you think back to the wilderness story that the Jews were remembering at the Feast of Tabernacles, did God give Moses a map to the Promised Land? No. They didn't even they didn't have a map. They didn't have a 10-step plan. They had nothing. What they got was enough food for the day, manna. What they were given was enough light and guidance for the next day, day by day, month by month, year by year, Till they made it. And maybe right now, 
There are things in your life that you sure wish you could know the ultimate destination on. You know, skip to the final chapter of the book and just know how it all works out. But we don't get that, do we? How often I have wished that I could just hit a fast forward button through this entire COVID pandemic experience. Just fast forward through it all. But I don't have a manual or a fast forward button. But I think as people of faith, Jesus gives us an invitation to worry less about the destination because we can trust that into his capable hands and to trust today with the light that Jesus gives us and to know that step by step, day by day, he provides. Dr. King said faith is taking the first step without seeing the whole staircase. And I think the ability to stand looking around at a world of unknown and worry and dare to say, I wonder how the Lord's going to work through all this. I remember years ago, I was attending a very discouraging and not fun church board meeting. You've ever been to one of those before? And it was, it, thankfully, it, it wasn't a conflict situation. It was just a tough, uh, unexpected challenge that the church was facing. And I just felt like in the meeting that night, there was a lot of negativity in, in the room until, until one person in the meeting stood up. And she didn't actually offer a solution to the problem. She just simply said in the meeting with tears in her eyes that she was 65 years old and her grandparents were part of the church and her parents were part of the church and they faced hard times too. And what a gift it is that she gets to be in the room now and to be the church with them, to be the body of Christ of that day and to nurture the church now. I still remember where I was sitting when she said that in the room. And I believe the entire tone and trajectory of that meeting that night changed because she simply reminded us of the light. And those who follow me will never walk in darkness, he says. Blaise Pascal in the 17th century, a French genius, frankly, he was a mathematician and philosopher and scientist, and um, when he died, his servant in his coat pocket found that he had sewn a note to himself that he kept close to him that he had carried with him for all his days and had clearly re-sewn it into different coats over the years. And if you get a chance to just look up what he wrote to himself, I invite you to do that. But I'm going to read to you a snippet of what they found in this man's coat pocket. He said, it said, the year of grace, 1654, Monday, 23rd November, from about half past 10 at night until about half past midnight, fire, God of Abraham, God of Isaac, God of Jacob, not of philosophers of the learned, certitude, certitude, feeling, joy, peace, righteous father, the world has not known you, but I have known you, joy, tears of joy and then it ends in this complete submission to Jesus Christ eternally enjoy for a day's exercise on the earth 
May I not forget your words. Fire. The light of Jesus Christ shone bright for him on November 23rd, 1654. So bright, so strong, he wanted to be sure that he never forgot it, that he sowed those words close to his heart so that he would always remember, probably so that he'd always remember, even on the darkest of his days, that the light of Christ still breaks through. So, write this down. Sew it in your coat pocket if you need to, but carry these words close to your heart. I am the light of the world, he says, and you will never walk in darkness. Thanks be to God. Amen. Amen.